Episode 1 The Hippocratic Oath is a powerful statement. The second of the ten oaths of the Hippocratic Oath states, I will respect the hard-won scientific gains of those physicians in whose steps I walk, and gladly share such knowledge as is mine with those who are to follow. Greer Williams' book, The Western Reserve Experiment in Medical Education and Its Outcome, was published in 1980 by the Oxford University Press. He wrote it because he understood the major national impact this new medical curriculum initiative had in changing, improving, the way medical students were educated. He understood the importance of documenting this watershed event in medical history. This book is a confirmation of the Hippocratic Oath. This podcast is for medical students, physicians, medical ancillary professionals, medical educators and administrators, and for anyone interested in medical history, or history in general for that matter. My greatest fortune in 36 years of nonprofit management was to be Director of Alumni Relations and Alumni Fund Development, for the Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine from 1978 to 1985. The reasons are too numerous to share them all here, but I will share the ones which so greatly impacted not only my professional life, but my personal life as well. Doctors Harland Wood, Merton Utter, and Lester Krampitz are three boyhood friends who all embarked on a career in the medical basic sciences. Each of them were recruited in the late 1940s by the new dean at the Western Reserve School of Medicine, Joseph Wern, M.D., to create new departments in the basic sciences and help implement the new curriculum. I mention these three because there is a wonderful video of them together, recalling those early days in the late 40s and early 50s, posted on this podcast's blog at when medical education changed.podbean.com. That video is part of the Great Men in Medicine series produced by the now CWRU's School of Medicine in the early 60s. John L. Jack Coy, MD, is another person you will hear a great deal about in this book. He became the first person at the school with the title and duties of Director of Admissions. You don't know these people now, but you will if you follow this podcast. My guess is you will be glad you did. If you are one of the products of the Western Reserve Experiment in Medical Education, you know these people well, and I suspect you will enjoy revisiting your experience through this podcast. My greatest professional honor was to become friends with Dr. Coy and to earn his respect. Nothing in my career comes remotely close to that. Dr. Coy had a nickname, Cactus Jack, which only his closest friends would use, and they used it rarely. When they did, it was out of respect, admiration, and love of the man. After all, he had been director of admissions from the very beginning of the Western Reserve Experiment in medical education. Having been brought to Cleveland by the dean, Dr. Joseph Wern, who came to Reserve from Boston with the sole intent of implementing his forward-looking curriculum change. 
Dr. Coy had been a one-man admissions committee, and his students and alumni adored him. When I arrived on the scene, he was Associate Dean Emeritus of Admissions, and still had a lot to say about those who were selected to matriculate to the now Case Western Reserve School of Medicine. I suspect, on one hand, Jack was not crazy about the nickname Cactus Jack. On the other hand, I caught him smiling when it was occasionally used in his presence, because it was a term of endearment. The reason behind the nickname was his absolute dedication to educating medical students in the most thorough and respectful manner possible, and his disdain for any colleague who did not share that dedication. My first week on the job, Dr. Coy came into my office to pull the file of an alumnus. We had at that point not yet met. He introduced himself, but did not engage in small talk. He made a comment about the importance of alumni relations. His body language made it clear to me he was skeptical this young alumni director, straight out of a radio broadcast career, would be able to do the job for which he held such importance. To have subsequently won his respect and friendship, to this day, fills me with emotion. But I digress. You will learn about Doctors Coy, Wood, Utter, and Krampitz, among others, in this podcast reading of the book. In the blog associated with this podcast, there are photos of these game-changing physicians. There are also several videos I don't think you will want to miss. One is Dr. Coy sharing his recollections of the time in great detail. Another is a discussion between Dean Wern and his close friend and colleague, Dr. T. Hale Ham, who came to Cleveland with Dr. Wern. The third one is a compelling and at times humorous jam session discussion between Drs. Wood, Utter, and Krampitz, sharing their own stories about the implementation of this new curriculum. All these videos are part of the series Great Men in Medicine, produced by the CWRU School of Medicine. All of these men have left us, but then again, they will never leave us. Such is their legacy to medical education. In episode two, entitled The Beginnings, we will hear the books forward by Robert H. Ebert, M.D. Dr. Ebert was the longtime dean of Harvard Medical School and founder of the nation's first academic health maintenance organization. I hope that soon after hearing some of these podcast episodes, you might be able to understand the passion I have about my great fortune in being immersed, albeit somewhat later, in this grand experiment. Immersed because I was the alumni director for so many of the alumni who were the first to be part of the Western Reserve Experiment in Medical Education.